Our text for meditation this sixth Sunday in Easter is on our Gospel reading, John chapter 16, verses 23 to 33. Hear the word of our Lord. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father, and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the Gospel of our Lord. God be praised for his glad tidings. Now, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For those who do not appreciate the past few sermons that have been 25 or 30 minutes long, rejoice. This is a short one because our Lord Jesus Christ takes things straight to the heart and so must I. Beloved, when was the last time you prayed? And I don't mean repetitious prayers, pre-written prayers, or the Our Father. I mean to ask, when was the last time you really prayed? When did you last mean every word you spoke to God? When was the last time you made a heartfelt request and poured out your very soul to the Lord? A man who truly believes in God ought to be praying frequently throughout the day. And he ought to be praying with intent, not with throwaway lines and half-hearted pleas for mercy or a safe drive to the fast food joint. The believer who actually trusts God means it, whether he is using written or memorized prayers or praying spontaneously. And more than that, he knows from Hebrews 4 verse 16 that he must confidently approach the throne of grace. So there is no request that he is ashamed to make. Does he need more money? Sure. Does he wish for a spouse? Sure. Does he want to get that birdie on the golf course? For all of these, the godly man is willing to pray, and he prays boldly. I imagine someone will say, Pastor, this is nonsense. We must treat God as king, and this means humility and selflessness in prayer. Ah, uh, you too have read what St. James wrote when he says, You do not have because you do not ask. 
You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. But note that there is no forbidding there in James 4 verses 2 and 3. Scripture admonishes us that stupid, fleshly requests of God are just that, stupid and fleshly. And God reserves the right to answer our prayers with a loud, unflinching no. Even if you ask that prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. When our Lord Jesus says in verse 23, Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. We forget the purpose that your joy may be full. And God will give you what you really need. What your soul that is aligned to God desires. It will not necessarily look like what your flesh wants, but our Lord hears our requests and answers it. Truly, truly, our Lord Jesus says. That does not mean that every whim is answered with yes and amen. If a single man asks for a wife and the answer is no or not yet, the purpose of God's answer to him is to strike at the real core of his desire, a fulfillment of his instinct to be with others. He teaches that man through the no in such a way that his joy will be made complete, and all the more if he should one day have a spouse. But nowhere does our Lord, or St. James for that matter, tell you to not pray for what you want. The godly man understands this. He does not make his requests for the sake of passions and lusts, but because he wants to appreciate God's blessings. Now, to be certain, the faithful Christian makes intercessory prayer for others a priority, but he is not of the opinion that enjoying things is evil. After all, what does our small catechism say about the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer? What is meant by daily bread? Answer, everything that belongs to the support and wants of the body, such as meat, drink, clothing, shoes, house, homestead, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful magistrates, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Luther also adds in the large catechism, For when you mention and pray for daily bread, you pray for everything that is necessary in order to have and enjoy daily bread, and on the other hand, against everything which interferes with it. Though both catechisms are careful to add that the chief end of this petition in the Lord's Prayer is gratefulness, it nonetheless asks also for enjoyment of our daily bread. And since it is so expansive, with bread acting as a substitute term for all things, then we are asking for quite a lot. May we never have a fake piety which says that we are too holy to ask. 
This is especially important because if we believe we are too holy or righteous to pray for something, we miss out on actually becoming holy. Prayer is an essential part of our sanctification. Through prayer, our Lord has transformed the believer's mindset from the bratty child in the faith, one who makes all sorts of irrational and selfish demands, to the man who wishes to be thankful in all things. How should we learn to pray unselfishly if we do not first pray according to our heart's desire? How shall God speak to your soul for your sanctification when you refuse to communicate with him? Beloved, God wants you to speak to him in everything, and not just out of the honor we must afford him. O believer, do you not know that God likes you? In verse 27 of our reading, our Savior says, The Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. The word for love there in both cases is from the Koine word phileo, that is affectionate friendship, the love shared between friends. This means that not only is our Lord the King of all creation, the creator of all that is, and the loving redeemer of all mankind, he is also the truest friend you could ever have. Do you want God to say that he is your friend, beloved? Our Lord Christ says that God loves the apostles with a friendly love in addition to the sacrificial agape love on account of how they loved Jesus Christ in the same way and believed that he came from heaven. And this does not apply solely to the apostles, for God is no respecter of persons. If you do the same, God feels the same way toward you. If somebody has a friend who never talks to them or is ashamed to tell them what is really going on in their life, that other friend is wanting in terms of how they are as a friend. And if God says he loves you with a friendly affection in addition to his perfect agape love, then we should accept that and say yes. God is willing to hear me pour out my heart to him like a best friend. And he is, of course, our king. We cannot forget that. We should never pray for something sinful. May it never cross our lips to pray to God for help in stealing a car, or cheating on our spouse, or lying to our parents. Whatever the sin is, let us not pray for sinful things. But may we be bold, willing to shoot for the moon in our prayers, in what we ask of him, so that he can make our joy complete. And in the process, we learn to, in turn, be thankful, joyful, and willing servants. Even in the face of a world full of tribulation, because we are best friends, with the one who has overcome the world. Now the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.